a true disciple is somebody that has denied themselves, taken up their cross, which speaks death to their personal agendas, and followed Jesus. See, if you lack the fear of God, you're going to get out of sync with what God's doing. Because the fear of the Lord is the key to wisdom. You're going to serve who you fear. If you fear man, you're going to end up serving and obeying man. If you fear God, you're going to serve God. I pray that you would be a great force of righteousness shining brightly in these last days to the world of influence that God has called you to. How are we doing this morning? Hey, before we get, uh, we get rolling today, I want to tell you guys about the next message series that's starting on July 2nd. Some of you may have seen the announcement slide there. It's called Basic Training. It's in your handout. This is all about spiritual warfare. It's going to be like spiritual warfare boot camp. All right? And we all need that, looking at the world today and what we're living in and what's coming. For some of you... You're not accustomed to persecution. The Bible promises persecution, and it's coming. And so my job as a pastor is to equip you. And so I'm excited about this series because this is going to arm us. It's going to equip us. It's going to show us how to fight like men and women of God. Amen? Amen. So I want to encourage you to be here for that series and to invite your friends and family to also be here because we all need to know how to fight like men and women of God. So last week, we kicked off a new message series on what? Living in the fear of the Lord. Yeah, this is probably my most favorite subject that I have ever, ever came across in the Bible. Yes. But unfortunately, it's a subject that we do not hear enough about. And yet it's the key to the treasure of life. It's the answer to every moral failure in this world. It's the answer to what's wrong with our country. And if you've ever wondered what in the world is wrong with America, well, it all stems from the fact that there is little to no fear of the Lord. Sin is excused. Sin is tolerated. And sin is even celebrated. When there's no fear of the Lord, then anything goes, which is exactly what we see in our culture today. It's no wonder there is so much evil in the world because there's so little fear of the Lord. We shouldn't even be surprised by this because when the Bible is not the moral standard that it should be, evil will be called good and good will be called evil. And the problem of little to no fear of the Lord, it's not just a problem for the folks outside the church. It's a problem for everyone in the church because it's very real and relevant and even prevalent in the church today. Because statistically speaking, there is very little difference in the lifestyle between those living in the church and those living outside of it. So the remedy to fix what's wrong in and out of the church is to fear the Lord. And we said last week that we would lay out the what, the why, and the how of the fear of the Lord. And so we answered the question last week, what is the fear of the Lord? And we did this by diving into the scriptures, exploring them together and letting the Bible define what is the fear of the Lord. 
And we said last week that it is the foundation of knowledge and wisdom. It's the beginning of wisdom. It's where the starting point is. It's the knowledge of God himself. And it's the key to the treasure of God, his salvation, his wisdom, and his knowledge. It's to be in awe of him. It's to worship him. It's a strong confidence and security. It's a fountain of life. It's to hate evil. It's to depart from evil. It's to hope in the Lord. It's to trust in the Lord. And it's the manifestation of the Spirit of God. You see, all of that came straight from the Bible. A lot of people, when you hear the fear of the Lord, they kind of simplify it and they talk about it as if it's just reverence or that it's just respect. And reverence certainly is a major component to fear in the Lord. But all of these things up here, all these things that we dove in the Bible together last week, define what is the fear of the Lord. And if we truly want to understand the depth and the meaning of the fear of the Lord, then we need to do what Proverbs chapter 2, verses 1 through 5 tells us to do. And Solomon said here, he said, My child, listen to what I say and treasure my commands. Tune your ears to wisdom and concentrate on understanding. Cry out for insight. Ask for understanding. Search for them as you would for silver. Seek them like hidden treasures. Then you will understand what it means to fear the Lord, and you will gain knowledge of God. So listen. Treasure his commands. Tune your ears. Concentrate. Cry out for insight. Ask. Search. Seek. Then you will understand what it means to fear the Lord. And when we understand the fear of the Lord, we will understand that it doesn't make us run away from God. It makes us run to God. And when we properly fear God, we will fear nothing else. No one or anything else should we ever fear when we properly fear the Lord. And so if you missed last week's message, I want to encourage you, to go online and listen to last week's message because we laid the foundation for where we're going in this series and we answered the question, what is the fear of the Lord? So this week, we're going to answer the question, why is the fear of the Lord important? Why is it important? Why should we even care? And then the week after Father's Day, which is our final week in this series, we're going to get incredibly practical as we answer the question, how do I fear the Lord in my everyday life? Let's pray. Father, we thank you that you have given us everything we need to live this life for you. I pray today, Jesus, that you'd open our ears so that we hear from you today. Whatever's going on in our lives, whatever things that are happening, whatever it is that we need, Father, I pray that you'd meet that need, that you would minister to us as only you can. In Jesus' name, amen. So we're going to answer the question today, why is the fear of the Lord important? And one way that you can evaluate the importance of something in the Bible is by how many times it's referenced, how many times it's mentioned. And I think we can all agree that when someone tells us to do something over and over again, it's obviously very important to that person that we do it, right? That same principle is true for parents. Think about how many times you've had to tell your child to do something or not do something, right? Or maybe you don't have children, but you can think back to your own childhood, maybe your parents, how much they had to tell you to do something over and over again. In order for any of us to learn something, we need to do it 
through repetition. That's just human nature. And what is very surprising is that when we study how much the fear of the Lord is mentioned in the Bible, we will quickly discover that God is very concerned about his people fearing him. For example, the Bible mentions our love for God and his name and his law nearly 90 times. And because it's mentioned this many times, we can easily understand that it's important that we personally love God. We love his name and we love his commandments. We're told over and over again in Scripture to love the Lord your God with all your heart, all your mind, and all your soul. And by seeing this love towards God in Scripture nearly 90 times, we know God is concerned about this. The Bible also speaks of us trusting God, trusting His name, trusting His word, just about as many times as He does about us loving Him. However, when it comes to the subject of fearing God, The Bible speaks of this nearly 300 times. If you're taking notes, that's your first blank in your handout. 300 times. That's more than three times as much as loving him, three times as much as trusting him, and it's one and a half times as much as both of those combined. So the only logical conclusion that we can come to concerning the frequency of fearing the Lord in the Bible is that it's incredibly important to God. And this should be our predominant posture towards God towards his name, and towards his word, because this is precisely what God desires from us. So as we did last week, we're going to dive into the Bible together, and we're going to let the Bible speak for itself on how important it is to fear the Lord. You guys ready? You got your Bibles ready? Okay, awesome. If you need a Bible, we've got them right here on the bookshelf. You can follow along on the screen or on your mobile device. So Deuteronomy chapter 6, verse 13. It says, you must fear the Lord your God and serve him. Deuteronomy chapter 10, verse 12. And now, Israel, what does the Lord your God require of you? He requires only that you fear the Lord your God and live in a way that pleases him and love him and serve him with all your heart and soul. These scriptures simply illustrate that we are commanded to fear the Lord. That ought to be a good enough reason right there, right? Right? Anybody there? (laughs) That should be a good enough reason right there. We could all pack up and go home right now. I could have easily just said, the fear of the Lord is important because God commands us to do it. And that would be plenty sufficient, right? Then why don't we do it? Could it be that we're just too busy trying to chase personal success? Could it be that We just don't take his word seriously enough? Could it be that we're just too comfortable? We are commanded to fear the Lord. And in case you're doubting that this command applies to you because it's in the Old Testament or because this was spoken specifically to the children of Israel, then let's just jump over to the New Testament and see what Jesus had to say about this subject. He said this in Matthew chapter 10, verse 28. He said, don't be afraid of those who want to kill your body. They cannot touch your soul. Fear only God, who can destroy both soul and body in hell. Jesus said we are to fear God, and he was talking to his disciples when he said this because he was preparing them for persecution. And Jesus also made it very clear in this verse that God is the only one we are to fear. 
And as I said last week, when we properly fear the Lord, we will not fear anything or anyone else but God. We don't get caught up trying to cherry pick the Old Testament versus the New Testament or whether this applies to us or not when it comes to fearing the Lord. The fear of the Lord is important because we are all commanded to fear Him and fear Him alone, period. Proverbs chapter 23, verse 17 and 18 says, Don't envy sinners, but always continue to what? Fear the Lord. You will be rewarded for this. Your hope will not be disappointed. We will be rewarded. It's the fear of the Lord that keeps us from turning away from God. That's what guards us so we will one day receive our reward of the hope that we have that is preserved by the fear of the Lord. This is precisely why we always continue to fear the Lord, because it's what preserves our hope. There are so many things in this world that want to take away our hope. The fear of the Lord is what keeps this hope alive. And when we continue to fear the Lord, we will be rewarded. And listen, we don't have to wait for heaven to get here to be rewarded. The Bible makes it clear that the fear of the Lord will bring us long life, keep us from evil, give us wisdom, honor, security, and it's what makes us a friend of God. So not only will we, will we be rewarded when we reach heaven for fearing the Lord, we are rewarded right now in this life too for fearing the Lord. Proverbs chapter 10, verse 27 says, The fear of the Lord prolongs life, but the years of the wicked will be shortened. Proverbs 16, 6 says, By fearing the Lord, people avoid evil. Proverbs 9, 10 says, The fear of the Lord is the foundation of wisdom. Proverbs 22, verse 4 says, The result of humility is fear of the Lord, along with wealth, honor, and life. Proverbs 14, 26 says, Those who fear the Lord are secure. And Psalm 25, 14 says, the Lord is a friend to those who fear him. So when we fear the Lord in this life, we are rewarded. It prolongs our life. It helps us avoid evil. It gives us wisdom. It gives us honor. It gives us security. And it makes us a friend of God. Isn't that awesome? I love that last one. When we fear the Lord, we are friends with God. In other words, when we fear the Lord we can have an intimate relationship with him. And what relationship in all the world can compare to having a relationship with the Lord God Almighty as a friend? The one who created this entire world and everything living in it. The one who loved you so much that he sent his one and only son to die for you. The king of glory, the Lord of glory, the hope of glory as your friend. You guys remember that, don't you? The hope of glory. <laughs> I mean, wow. Now that is a reward worth having, isn't it? The fear of the Lord is important because we will be rewarded. Psalm 34, 7 says, For the angel of the Lord is a guard. He surrounds and defends all who fear him. We will be defended. This is absolutely an awesome right here. I mean, the angel of the Lord is our guard. He's the one who surrounds and defends all who fear him. Who would not want the angel of the Lord as their guard? 
It was the angel of the Lord in 2 Kings chapter 19, verse 35, that killed 185,000 enemy soldiers in one night. Come on. That's who I want for my guard. What about you? So if you fear the Lord, you can be sure that you can have this kind of protection. And when you have this kind of protection, why in the world would we ever fear anything else or anyone else? And that's the point. When you fear God, you need never fear anything or anyone else ever because he is your guard. He is the one who surrounds and defends all who fear him. And there is no one greater. Now, our enemy is great. 1 Peter chapter 5, verse 8 tells us, our great enemy, we're to beware of him. Peter warns us in that chapter. He prowls around like a roaring lion, looking for who he can devour. He can make a lot of noise, but the Lord God Almighty is greater than he is. He that is in you is greater than he that is in the world. Our enemy's future, along with all of his minions, is sealed. And it's not good. It's not good at all. So when the enemy comes to wreak havoc in your life, and he wants to remind you of your past, remind him of his future. He will one day burn in the lake of fire for all eternity, never to be a threat again. That's his future. The word reminds us that he was disarmed the moment Jesus died on the cross for our sins. He was disarmed. You can look that up in Colossians. In other words, he has no power. He's been laid impotent, kind of neutralized by what Jesus did on the cross. And yet we walk around in fear all the time, don't we? So he can make all kinds of noise, but he cannot do anything to us without going through the one who guards you and who surrounds you. So the fear of the Lord is important because we will be defended. Isaiah chapter 66, verse 2 says, I will bless those who have humble and contrite hearts, who tremble at my word. When was the last time that you trembled at his word? What does that even mean anyway? It means that we ought to take God's word seriously. It means we need to stop making excuses and stop shifting blame and accepting responsibility for our own thoughts and our own actions. It means we agree with God about what is evil. It means we see our sin the same way he sees our sin. It means we throw ourselves upon the mercy of God, knowing we deserve nothing but his righteous wrath. It means we don't hold on to thoughts of repeating our sin, but that we seek the strength that only God can provide to help us overcome sin as we strive for holiness. It means we are willing to obey God even when it appears more beneficial to compromise or not obey his word. And it also means that we ought to tremble at the thought of doing anything that displeases him. I don't know what that warning was on my computer. It kind of got my attention. I better check. Okay. Sometimes the recording will stop, and it's just not good when that happens. Right, Lincoln? <laughs> God wants us to fear him because he knows what's best for us, and we will be blessed for doing so. Deuteronomy chapter 5, verse 29 says, Oh, that they had a heart in them that they would fear me and always keep all my commandments, that it might be well with them and with their children 
forever. Our heart filled with the fear of the Lord, that's what ensures obedience. And it's obedience, that's what brings blessing. And this is not just a temporary blessing. This is forever. Sin promises the same thing, but it never can deliver. It's always a cheap imitation. Only the fear of the Lord brings eternal blessing. So the fear of the Lord is important because we will be blessed. Psalm 103.11 says, For his unfailing love towards those who fear him is as great as the height of the heavens above the earth. His unfailing love is as great as the height of the heavens above the earth. In other words, it's immeasurable. We can't even fathom how deep his love is. That's how great it is. And it never, ever fails. Romans chapter 8 gives us a beautiful depiction of God's love and that nothing can ever separate us from this love. But before we get carried away talking about God's love, which is infinitely more than we could ever truly comprehend, there is one very important detail we need to know. Who is the object of God's unfailing love? Who's the object here? Those who fear him, right? That's the object of his love. It's towards those who fear him. So do you really fear him as his word plainly teaches? Do you tremble at his word as we've already discussed? If you're comfortable living your life however you want with little or no regard for actually obeying his word, then you don't really fear him. Don't even try to sugarcoat this. You may be able to fool people around you, but you never can fool God who sees everything. He sees every secret thought we have. He sees every action we take. So do you really fear him? For some of you today, today may be a wake-up call that you recognize, I need the fear of the Lord in my life. And this starts with humility and realizing you cannot straddle the fence of living for you and anything in this world and live for him. You will have to choose one or the other. I want to encourage you today to ask him for help today. I want to encourage you to cry out for the fear of the Lord. You may have been burned by love in the past or what you thought was real love. But God's love is unfailing, meaning he will never let you down. His unfailing love is towards those who fear him. So the fear of the Lord is important because we will be loved. Proverbs chapter 19, verse 23 says, Fear of the Lord leads to life, bringing security and protection from harm. We will be secure. You want to feel secure? You want to find real life and protection from harm? Fear him. Our enemy loves insecurity. He loves us to question who we really are, how we compare to others, what our purpose in life is, or if God will even answer our prayers. And he's such a liar. He wants nothing more than for us to doubt God because he knows that even a little bit of doubt can lead us astray. After all, look what he did to Eve in the Garden of Eden. You remember that? Remember how he weaseled his way in there and what he said? He said, did God really say? That's what he does in our lives. He does it all the time. Just a little amount of doubt led to huge consequences with Adam and Eve. And as we said last week, when we fear the Lord, we trust in the Lord. We trust him completely, and he is completely trustworthy. There is nothing and no one that deserves more of our trust than God. 
It's certainly not our money. It's certainly not our stuff or even the people that we love because none of that can provide life, security, and protection from harm. The only one who can truly provide is the provider of all things himself, the Lord God Almighty. He is our provider, and he is our protector, and we can be 100% secure in him. So the fear of the Lord is important because we will be secure. Acts chapter 9, verse 31. The church then had peace throughout Judea, Galilee, and Samaria, and it became stronger as the believers lived in the fear of the Lord. We will be stronger. We will grow stronger by fearing the Lord. This is the call of the church today. We must fear Him. Unfortunately, the lack of the fear of the Lord in church today is the reason the church is so weak. It's the reason our government is weak. It's the reason our public education system is weak. It's the reason our military is weak. It's the reason our country is weak. And to profess otherwise is just arrogant and foolish. If there's no fear of God, then there's only weakness. We can only be strong when we live in the fear of the Lord. The early church knew and understood this, so they lived in the fear of the Lord. And this was the key to their strength. This was the key to their explosive growth. Oh, that we all would return to the fear of the Lord. Because without it, we are weak. The fear of the Lord is important because we will be stronger. Psalm 112 verse 1 says, Praise the Lord. How joyful are those who fear the Lord and delight in his commands. We will have joy. You want to experience real joy? Then fear him. And I know it can be tough thinking about fearing God and that that's what brings joy. But if we would simply believe the promises of God that are all throughout Scripture, how much better off we would all be. The Scriptures say that if we fear the Lord, we will be full of joy. Don't you want to be full of joy? Yeah. Who doesn't want that in their lives? And my goodness, there are a lot of cheap imitations for joy in this world. But the only one that can actually deliver meaningful and lasting joy is the fear of the Lord. So the fear of the Lord is important because we will have joy. Psalm 34, verse 9 says, Fear the Lord, you his godly people, for those who fear him will have all they need. We will have all we need. You hear that? I absolutely love this one. Notice it when it said, didn't say fear him and you'll have all you want. Did it? It said you'll have all you need. Not some of what you need, all you need. If you fear him, all your needs will be met. Why don't we believe that? So the fear of the Lord is important because we will have all we need. Psalm 147.11 says, The Lord takes pleasure in those who fear him, in those who hope in his mercy. It pleases him. When we fear him, that actually pleases him. Isn't that cool? Don't you want to please God? Then fear Him. Why would we ever want to displease Him? And yet that's exactly what happens every time we choose sin over Him. And yes, it is a choice. It's a conscious choice every single time. 
It's the fear of the Lord that helps us make the right choice. So we don't choose sin over him. The truth is, if we fear God more, we'd actually sin less. You believe that? If you feared God more, you'd actually sin less. How can we see and know the love of God, realizing how much that love cost on the cross at Calvary, and choose sin instead of him? How does that happen? I love what pastor and theologian John Brown said in the 18th century on this subject. He said, to fear God is to love him so that his frown is your greatest dread and his smile is your greatest delight. Do we live to please the Lord? As his creation, we absolutely should. And it's the fear of the Lord that truly pleases him. So why is the fear of the Lord important? We went through the scriptures together today. We are commanded to do it. We will be rewarded. We will be defended. We will be blessed. We will be loved. We will be secure. We will be stronger. We will have joy. We will have all we need. And because it pleases him. Amen? Amen. If we just took the Bible seriously, then the most basic and most important aspect of our relationship should be the fear of the Lord. Because the fear of the Lord, that's what leads us to true saving faith. It's what leads us to love Him. It's what leads us to trust Him, to worship Him, to obey Him, to honor Him, to follow Him, and to serve Him. Anything less than the fear of the Lord is not true saving faith. Let's pray. God, thank You for the truth of Your Word. Your Word is beautiful if we would just believe it, if we would just live our lives as if your word is true, all the promises of God that we have at our disposal, forgive us, Lord, for the many times that we go astray, that we choose something else other than you, and you are worth choosing. You are so trustworthy. Your unfailing love is beyond anything that we can ever comprehend. And what your son did on the cross for each one of us, thank you, Jesus. Thank you for the love of God that we have. Thank you for the fear of the Lord. I pray today, if there's anyone here that has not made the decision to say, yes, Jesus, I will serve you with my whole life, that today would be that day. I pray, Father, that others who are struggling in whatever it is that's going on in their life, that you would just meet that need, that you draw close to them. We know that your word says that if we'll draw close to you, you will draw close to us. That is a promise from you in Scripture. Help us to live that. Thank you, Lord. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. So if you need prayer and you want to come forward, I want to encourage you to do that. There'll be people up here to pray for you. Next week is Father's Day, so we'll have a special Father's Day message. The week after, we're going to conclude this series, and we're going to get very practical about how to fear the Lord in your everyday life. Thank you, guys. God bless you. Have a great week.